Welcome to Wrestling the Revenue Podcast, where we educate, enlighten, and encourage how to improve our quality of sleep to grow our business and improve your health and wellness. I am Donetta D. Maury, certified sleep science coach, certified holistic life coach, author, national editor of the National Black Unity News, and a speaker. I am pleased to have my special guest, Christine Edwards. CEO, government contract, and certification coach, and civic innovator. Welcome, Christine, and thank you for your time and expertise. Thank you so much for having me on today. I really appreciate you, Donetta. And um, yeah, you're absolutely right. I am a government contract coach, civic innovator, and I'm really happy to be on. So thank you. You are so welcome. I'm so excited. So let me get ready for the first question. The first one is, please share about the public sector payday coaching experience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So public sector payday is a coaching program that I started in 2020 um, to really supplement the consulting that I was offering and to supplement some of the programs that I had for clients um, because I realized that, you know, in my consulting practice, I was winning government contracts and the majority of my clients on my community engagement, you know, consulting company are public sector clients. And so my business associates would ask me, you know, how do I learn about these contracts and how do I go about winning them? And so in late 2020, I did start to put together packages to offer coaching around um, government contracts. And it really took off. It really took off in 2021. The program itself, um, it was a three-month or 90-day long coaching experience um, broken down into three different modules. Um, And I would also offer additional, a few additional weeks of follow-up so that I could just make sure that I was getting my clients across the finish line. And I'll stop there. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you. That's that's really interesting because, you know, government contract is not, I know, an easy task. That is normally complicated, a lot of work. And then you need to really know what you're doing because they require so much. So do you feel as though that that's a struggle for, for most people? Um, I think it could be a challenge for new business owners who don't necessarily have a service or an offer that the government would want to buy. But once you really get your foot in the door, um, so many opportunities can open up for you. So I don't really look at it as a challenge for small business owners. I really look at it as an opportunity. Um, But the challenge comes because there's just a lot of, like you said, it's complicated there are a lot of moving parts when it comes to winning government contracts. Um, but if you do have a service-based business like marketing or communication, maybe you do legal services, finance, outreach, something in the professional services realm, there is a government contract for you, for sure. Um, it's just a matter of finding those opportunities and also just making sure you have the foundation laid to make sure that you can actually go after those contracts. It's very important to have um, your legal business entity set up before you go after any kind of a government contract or a grant. Okay, there's something you just said that, so when you mentioned about the different type of 
with services. Do that relate to health, like like health and wellness? Is that a service that the government even even would consider? Um, can you be more specific about what kind of health and health and wellness offering you mean? Um, like okay, like for example, um, as far as for benefits, health health benefits, they might have alternative, you know, a medicine where mm-hmm. um the employee can um have access to a coach or weight management or something like like that. So I was just curious if that was something the government also look at for health, you know, health for health and wellness. Yes, it is. Yes, they absolutely do. So the government contracts with large health providers to provide benefits coaching, nutrition coaching, mental health coaching, you know, family planning and things like that. Um, but those large providers often subcontract with coaches, right? Coaches, freelance coaches, freelance consultants. Matter of fact, a good friend of mine just got a contract with the city of Charlotte, where I live, um, to provide mental health coaching to their 7,000 employees, right? So their employees are signed up with a large healthcare provider. That healthcare provider then subcontracts out that mental health um, and wellness coaching to my friend. And so she just got that contract recently. Um, So she gets hired not as an employee, but she gets hired kind of on a contract basis. So yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay, great, great. Well, thank you for that. That's interesting, okay. (laughs) Now the next question is, what is a civic innovator? Oh, I love this question. So, so you know, I I sort of gave myself that title, and I'm sort of a self-proclaimed civic innovator. And the reason that I call myself that is because when it comes to working with the public sector, especially when it comes to working with local governments, you really have to push the boundaries a little bit and think think from an innovative standpoint when you are trying to do community engagement and civic engagement. Um, You know, I'm not, I don't call myself an activist. I don't call myself, you know, like a protester or even a community advocate, but I am an innovator in the way that I think about how to reach people. For example, um, uh, my, my company is called Amplify Consulting. So we do community outreach and, you know, surveys, focus groups, workshops, we host town halls. And sometimes that includes um, facilitating really um, tough conversations. So sometimes you have to facilitate tough conversations. And and so I think that you have to be innovative about the way that you do that. And you also have to reach people where they're at and you've got to really be inclusive. And so sometimes I like to push the boundaries a little bit when it comes to working with my local government clients because oftentimes they don't want to open themselves up for criticism, you know, and they think that community engagement automatically means negative feedback, but it does not mean that. To me, it means building trust. And so kind of getting out of this old stuffy way of doing things, I really like to look at it as more of an innovative way um, to do civic and community engagement. Oh my God, I love that. And what comes to mind is you basically thinking outside the box as far yes. as um how well, how to reach it. It wouldn't be like 
social social media, you know, the norm how people do do things of because it's the government. And then you have to kind of get them to to rethink or retrain their minds in a in a different way. That's absolutely right. It's thinking outside of the box, meeting people where they're at and coming up with new solutions to reach people, especially in this virtual world that we live in. You want to be able to reach people where they're at, but at the same time, because it's the government, it's public. So you want to be able to reach right. as many people as possible, whether they speak Spanish, whether they ride the bus, whether they are a new American, they just moved to the country. So what kind of resources can you offer for people um, that are public resources? And so that's, that's what we try to do at Amplify, and that's why I call myself a civic innovator. Okay, I love that. Now, a question just came to mind. Is this for state government, federal, or both? Oh, good question. So the work I do is for all levels of government. Um, you can have, so local is, you know, your city government, cities, towns, uh, counties, and then your state government would be, for example, the state of North Carolina. And then, of course, you have the federal government which is the United States government, and then they have different departments. So just like they have the Department of Justice, you know, for the federal government, you also have different departments that work at the local level. So Department of Justice at the federal level would be like a police department at the local level. So, you know, these contracts, you know, winning government contracts, that can happen at any level of government, whether it is state, local or federal. Oh, okay, great. Thank you. So I am bubbling to ask this question. Okay, the next one is, how can entrepreneurs and business owners open up the door of abundance with government contracts? What I mean by that is, um, like I have heard in the past, like something you hear someone getting a million dollar contract. Mm-hmm. So it's almost, how how can entrepreneurs or business owners able to get something like that? Do it depends on their services? Do it depend on the government and, and, and their budget? Like how how can the two meet? And then if if that is the case, can it be a solopreneur that can handle that? Or do it have to be like a, a business who trying to get a contract with the government? Okay. Okay. I got you. So I think that the answer to that of how do you get access to government contracts is you start to look. So you've got to go out and pursue them. Um, And so you're probably thinking, so how do you know that you're ready um, to pursue government contracts? And I like to break it down into three different sort of levels. And those levels are certification, marketing, and then your contract strategy. So... A lot of people hear about local government certifications or government certifications, federal, small business, minority certifications. And me personally, I think that is the best way to break into the world of government contracts, Um, especially if you are an entrepreneur of color and if you are a woman or a veteran. Um, There are categories for everyone. So certifications would be the first level that I think that you should approach for government contracts. And the reason certifications are so important is because it puts you on the government's radar. 
So if you get your um, MBE or your Minority Business Enterprise certification, then you will be recognized as a minority-owned business in the eyes of the government. So you register your business with your state, you get your EIN, great, you're ready to do business. But then when you get certified, that lets the government know that there is another minority-owned business out there. Um, and the reason that that is important is because they set aside money. The government sets aside money to work with minority-owned businesses, small businesses, and women-owned businesses in order to level the playing field because they're spending so much money out there. And so in order to create equity, they've created these certification programs. So I think that is a great way to get into it and get your foot in the door, um, you know, for government contracts. So I think that, that people should look into minority certifications. Um, another great thing about certifications is that they are actually free. So the local government certifications are free. Um, I mean, not local, but the public sector ones, um, local, state, federal, they're all free to apply to. Um, you get put on a newsletter, you get emails, you can go to networking events, you get access to grants. So I really think that that is the first step. Um, and then the next step, of course, is going to be to look at your marketing. And you want to make sure that your marketing is in alignment with what the government is looking for. And you want to make sure that you're using that language. You want to make sure that you're using, um, you're speaking the language of government. So when it comes to marketing your business towards the government, you want to make sure that you have, um, you want to make sure that you have your capability statement. You want to make sure that you have um, your NAICS codes, your DUNS number. So you want to be able to speak that language and just make sure that you have that on your website. Oh my gosh. I, I asked that question, but I was not expecting that. That I'm up here taking notes. Um, oh. <laughs> that, that was amazing. Um, you know, I asked questions and, and, you know, of course I don't know what the answers are, but um, now that you said that, it makes it makes sense. And yeah. so I'm glad you shared it, you know, with us, and that way that um, that people will at least know what's the most important to tackle first. Absolutely. Yeah, you want to you want to make great. sure you know what to tackle. And the other thing is, you know, that third level is going to be um, your contract strategy. So you have certifications, marketing, and then your contract strategy. And contract strategy just looks like going onto these databases and finding contracts, reading RFPs, which is a request for proposal, and seeing if you have the capacity to take on that work. Now, if, you, if you're reading the RFP and you are, let's say you have a cleaning company, but you are a one-woman show with your cleaning company, and maybe you can do um, a four-bedroom house with your cleaning company, but you're not sure if you can do a 10-room facility, right? And so you just want right. to make sure that the capacity that they're asking for in the contract matches what you are capable of. Now, you can actually team up with a larger company that does cleaning, right, and they have uh, more capacity than you, you can 
you can team up with them and go after that contract together. So that would be a part of your contract strategy. Oh, okay, great, great. Thank you for listening to Recipes to Revenue Podcast. We're going to take a quick break. When you leave your business, do you leave the door unlocked? When facing legal matters in the business world, do not leave your business unprotected. There is help when it comes to business contracting, even collecting past due receivables from clients. An experienced attorney is critical to resolving disputes. Don't do it alone. At SJS Law Firm, their mission is to partner with clients to help them achieve the business of their dreams and plans with timely and strategic legal advice. Their legal counselors and advisors committed, providing individualized service that is tailored to the unique needs of your business. SJS Law Firm provides the legal support you need to move forward with confidence. Secure the knowledge that you have a legal team watching out for your best interests. Don't leave the door open. Call SJS Law Firm serving small business owners, entrepreneurs, and nonprofits. Profits. Call 202-505-5309. That's 202-505-5309. Or find them at the sjslawfirm.com. Hello, this is Donetta B. Boring. I want to share with you my new book, 21 Days to Improve Your Sleep, Hygiene, and Lose Weight. It's a great book that provides guidance, and techniques on how you can become more mindful, gain energy, and become more productive to grow your business. I appreciate you purchasing my book on Amazon, or you can go to my website, Donetta D. Mooring, which is D-O-N-A-T-A-D-M-O-O-R-I-N-G.com. Thank you for your support. I am Donetta D. Mooring, Rescue the Revenue Podcast, and we have a special guest, Christine Edwards. I'm going to continue with the question. Now, my next question is, we spoke several months ago, and I shared, and, and you shared about your unstructured schedule. Can you please share your sleep challenge? So my sleep challenge has been just, just getting on a routine um, and getting more disciplined when it comes to sleep um, and going to bed at a reasonable time and not binge watching TV shows. I think that I just have enjoyed my freedom for so long <laughs> that it has, gotten, it has gotten the best of me sometimes as an entrepreneur because I get to set my own schedule. So I think sleep and rest has just as much to do with um, discipline as like as work. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. And and that's that's really interesting that you said that because you know when you have a nine to five you have to you know you you somewhere you wake up at a certain time you go to work you know that you're on a schedule whereas when you work from home even if you have a business and you work from home depends on no I'm sorry if you're employed and you work from home depends on what you do. It is, you know, you have a little more freedom, and so you can kind of get a little lax in things because you feel as though you have the time. So I'm glad you shared as far as the structure, which is important. So that's great. So I'm glad the most important thing is that you that you recognize it. So that's the most important. Yes, yes. Structure, I need okay. that. <laughs> yeah. Now the next question is this 
despite all the same challenges you're overcoming, what is the one thing you do to create balance during your day? Hmm. What do I do to create balance in my day? Naps. Naps. I do take naps. I do take yes. naps. Um, I, I like to take naps, um, towards the end of the day. And if I have something going on in the evening, it really gives me a lot of energy. I get that second boost or third boost of energy. Um, and so that feels really good to take a nap in the afternoon if, if I need to. Um, the other right, thing that I right. doing to create balance is, I like to actually work out in the evening rather than in the morning because, um, you know, working out in the morning actually makes me pretty tired by, by the time one o'clock comes around. Um, it takes a lot of energy out of me. So I actually really appreciate working out afterwards, maybe around like six or seven, because um, I feel like that gives me a second wind. And I'm also a night owl. So sometimes I get in a late night shift if I have something to work on on my laptop. Right. Okay. And see, I'm glad you sh share that because there's no right or wrong time of when to do things. It all depends on you, your schedule, your body. And sometimes you have to try to try things. Like for some people, if they take a nap um, before three and they might be able to go to bed with no problem, or if they take a nap later on, they might have a hard time go going to sleep. So it mm -hmm. just depends on the person. So but the main thing is at least try it. At least try to take a nap, take breaks. You know, I always say rest throughout the day, and rest doesn't mean sleep. It's totally different. You know, mm -hmm. step away from the computer, take a walk, just, you know, read, take take, take, take a moment to, to stop working. And so your eyes need a break. You're setting all, you all the time need, need a break. So, um, but that's good to hear. That, that you do take naps and then you find out what works for you. Because I've exercised in the evening time and I've exercised in the morning and either one really affect me. Um, mm. So I kind of like like both. But then, you know, it's just, just more of a preference. So, so yeah. So, um, but that's great. Um, that's great. Once again, thank you for staying with Wrestling's at Revenue Podcast. We'll be right back. Have you put in place the tools and marketing strategies that will drive the revenue and growth outcomes for your business? Are you looking to expand your brand and image nationally and globally? Commercials, podcasting, graphics, and marketing support are just some of the ways we can dress up your business for prime time. We are EliteConversations.com. To learn more about us, Check us out at EliteConversations.com, our website, email us at ecpodcastmedia at gmail.com, or call us at 301-900-5703. There are many people that need to know about the wonderful products and services you have to offer. Let Elite Conversations help you to get the word out. for staying with our special guest, Christine Edwards. I really appreciate you, Christine, so much and really making me kind of think like, oh, is this something that I need, need to do as far as the certification, specifically the MBE? Um, the MBE. So thank you for, for that. And with all that being said, I'm sure people will love to reach out to, to you, but how can we 
support you and 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 also connect with you okay how can you support and connect with me um i have been wanting to get more involved on instagram and on social media so i'm going to share my um social media handles um i am at miss edwards clp m-i-s-s-e-d-w-a-r-d-s-c-l-p um on instagram and twitter um you can also find me on my website amplifycharlotte.com so my company is specializing in community engagement and outreach services so if you work for an organization that needs help getting the word out on a particular project and you need help reaching your very unique community um, through marketing, surveys, focus groups, please find us at AmplifyCharlotte.com. Additionally, if you are a small business owner and you want to learn about government contracts, you can also find out that information at AmplifyCharlotte.com. Well, thank you. If someone would like to reach out to, to me, um, you can go to Donetta. 10k.com, and that is spelled D-O-N-A-T-A, the number one zero k.com. That's where you can find all my podcast episodes, services I offer on sleep, health, fitness, and wellness, including all my social media platforms, and so much more. Once again, Donetta10k.com. Remember, sleep heals.